Quarantine at the moment. We are in isolation. In isolation. My name is Lex. And I'm Mez. And uh, we are Lex and Mez. And <laughs> I, I don't know why I always say that. But yes, we're in isolation. I think we're in week two or week three of isolation. Yeah, something like that. A good time to watch some movies. Yes, it is a very good time yeah. to watch some movies. So uh, we have watched a few movies. Um, some of the 80s films. A lot of the films in the Isolation Top 100 or whatever that we saw on Foxtel were oh, are 80s movies. Correct. It's correct. nice to see them representing. Yeah, I'd say at least a quarter. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Surprising mm. ones too. Yeah, look, I think Revenge of the Nerds is there. Oh, I hate the that movie. The thing that we said we were going to That is a good movie. Out. The original one's um, a very good movie. I mean, some of the ones we've already, we've already reviewed. Yeah, there, there was Breakfast Club. Rain Man's there. Risky Business. But this one, you know, in the in the um, spirit of being local, because it is... It is a local. It's an Australian film. So we're doing an Australian film. And we weren't going to watch this. It's just that you stumbled upon it. And yeah. weirdly, I had watched it just before Christmas for some weird so reason. So you finished watching the movie. I watched the whole thing uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Um, and Meryl watched the second half with me. Um, I have seen this film several times, though, before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've seen it once or twice. Mm. Um but what is the film? And give me a blurb. Uh, well, the film is Puberty Blues, which um, is the film adaptation of the book, which was written in the late 70s, 79. Mm. The film is 81, so we're just scraping in yes. here. Though the film, Great year, 1981. Oh, really? Yes. Not as good as 1980, but good. It's not as good. It's better. <laughs> um, the film, I mean, the book is, it, well, it was based on the author's namely Kathy Lett's child, not childhood, like her teenage years. So mm. really it was early 70s, mid-70s that's meant to be based in. Yeah, we said is it a timepiece, but not really because... Well, it's very early 80s, the really movie. Early 80s, yeah. um, you know, but then the TV series, which was like awesome, that mm. was really set in the 70s. Um, yeah, I think so... it is a timepiece for the 70s in both mm. instances, but the gap between the time is more. Yeah, that's it. Obviously. For the, for the, for the uh, series. But it's a great book. Like, I, I mean, it was read a lot as... Did you read the book before the... Oh, no. absolutely oh, I did. Really? Because I remember reading it um, maybe around 13, but then it was prescribed in, like, a prescribed text in English one year. Get out of here. Yeah, and I mean, I really? think it was With a all great... The topics. Oh, of course. Like, it's such a good like, book obviously for when high we were kids, Kelly was the book that everyone Well, yeah, wrote. that's true. But this but book, I guess yeah. the generation beforehand, maybe this was mm. it. But, what I like about this movie is that it's the fir- one of the first, one of the earliest films. It's similar in the vein of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where we see the female perspective of sex and what it's like to be treated like you know a piece of meat. Yeah. We, it comes from the female perspective of that sort of culture, but also I think it's interesting in that it is set in um, the Shire in Cronulla, in Cronulla, yeah, which is the southern suburbs of Sydney for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. We grew up on the North Shore. We didn't grow up in surfing culture. No. But it's interesting when you Elements live... of it because we have friends in the Northern Yeah, region. and we now live in an area that's close to the beach. Yeah. But for, I, I think from what I've spoken to and 
of people is that those who grew up in this surfing culture, it really is a culture unto itself Yeah. with the surfers and how, and you see that in the movie, like how much they value the surfing over anything. Like that's, that's their life, yeah. is, you know, and it's it the surf is the, the surf, you know? Right. And I think um, it's an interesting little subculture. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot bigger movies out there about surfing and surf culture. Mm. Um, I don't know, Big Wednesday, um, Point Break. Point Break come to mind. Um, But I I don't... But this one's... It it touches on elements of surf culture, but I think it's more about the time. Treatment of of women and girls. Yeah. We've kind of jumped to the thing straight away, but it's important. Mm. The treatment of women and girls and their role in this subculture Mm. and potentially their role in that time as well. Mm. Yeah, I don't... I would hate to think that it's, you know, anyone living in that sort of culture that area you know is still treats women like that there there always will be men like that but um it's but funny submiss- but, well they are sub- no they are submissive the girls and you know the way they could get them the food all the time they bake them that cake and stuff like it, it's just there you know and it isn't until we see the two main characters go well no fuck this i'm not going to be like this you know and they break free of it yeah and and the reaction to the um girls picking up a surfboard and actually surfing is unbelievable like the guys their yeah, reaction yeah. is yeah i mean obviously you went straight to the end and and yeah it's some some pure hatred for yeah, the fact that the women are liberating themselves getting on a surfboard getting on a surfboard you're like really yeah what you like but then again i think it's that subculture you know and i think that that's potentially yeah. like i said potentially the time because if it was late 70s when did women vote 60s no, like 1917 or something when we were given the vote, around the Federation. Yeah, so around the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but no, but in, in all seriousness, I mean, women's liberation was in the 60s, right, yeah, and the yeah. early 70s. So this, there are still parts of the community that yeah. have that mindset, 100%. You're going you to name names, Name names. Like, I'm not going to name names. Name sectors of society. Well, I just think, you know, you, so, some older religion. men. Yeah, religions. You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to be pointing fingers. I'm just saying that it's not shocking to me that there are still people that think that way, that have that sort of misogyny and, you know. Do you know, think there's still people out there that think women shouldn't be surfing? Oh, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> you know? Um, but I guess it's definitely a movie about coming of age. Oh, it really uh, is. It's a lot about age. Um, sexuality, about losing your virginity, losing your yeah. virginity, about being in the cool group. Yeah, the, that's it because they work their way up. Yeah. You know, so so we see Debbie and Sue sort of hanging around like they're not they're not uncool but they're not cool and they yeah. you know they're that <laughs> bus and they're like I'm gonna smash your mole. Yeah. You know, so the, they and they're trying. Yeah. They're pretty funny. Like they're asking the cool girls for yeah you know, for a smoke for a smoke. Yeah. And they're smoking on the bus, which is a weird. <laughs> yeah, well, we spoke about this the other night. I used oh. to smoke in the toilets at high school. Did you? Did your parents know about that? No. Your parents are going to be listening to this. I hope not. Okay, because you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't think I smoked in high... I, definitely when we met, you smoked. Yeah, you never smoked. You never were good with cigarettes. Yeah, I'd always cough up a lung and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've never... I mean, I tried. But it never really worked for me. <laughs> Never work. Doesn't work for anyone, really. <laughs> let's face yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but no, it is. It's 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 a coming of age movie. It's yeah. you know, 
yeah, it, it's a really good film. It was a really good book, and it was a really good television series. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of skipped through the actors because I didn't even really know or recognize any of the actors in that film. No, I didn't either. The mother, um, Debbie's mother, is someone from one of those um, '70s TV shows, Prisoner or something like that. Right. I know that, but yeah, no, I don't know who they are either. No. Not that any of them were bad. I think they all did a good no, job. No, they were good. The they kids were, were good. Either maybe because it was early 80s, yeah. the Australian movie. Um, you know, I guess Australian celebrities weren't really around back then. Well, I not internationally, of, no. Outside of Paul Hogan. Oh, I don't, I don't know who, who was an Australian movie. <laughs> that, that made movie. it internationally. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, like, I want to think of, like, even bands. There was, like, In Excess, you know, like, what... That was even after that. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it was, you know, mm. ACDC, like, you know. Well, we'll get to who did the soundtrack, but I guess an Australian did do the soundtrack. Mm. Um, essentially, what makes this film 80s? Well, I mean, the fact that it's not actually meant to be set in the 80s, but it still is very early 80s. Mm. I mean, the clothes and the hairstyles, the cars, the panel. <laughs> My dad had that car, mm. you know, like, which really was a surfy car, wasn't it? You yeah. know? Yeah, that's um, cool. You know, but you see the them on the phone twisting the, um, you know, the cord around their fingers. I love that, the rotary oh, the phones, phone. yeah, you know, yeah, the home yeah. phone. Um, that was cool. Just, you know, it's. It's it's very obviously dated now. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, you know. Passing notes is very much dated. Passing. I don't I used to love passing notes. What about cheating? Putting the the answers in there. Oh, on your does leg. I mean, you're a teacher. Do you ever well, I'm not that? a high school teacher, yeah, so I, I don't know. Asking a high school teacher friends, but you know. But yeah, some of those old tricks like how to cheat. It seemed like everyone in that school cheated. Maybe it was a public school thing, but. Hey, take it easy there. <laughs> Settle down, I bloody just, hell, on the wanted, public school thing. Well, I don't remember anyone from my high school shooting. Oh, bullshit. I'm sure they were. Mm. Um, I don't know. I didn't I, – I never really – Cheated. Cheated. No, but I didn't really used to study much either. I'd just go and do exams and do all right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it um, – yeah, the, the, what I thought it was funny when they were filming, like, what it must have been, like, somewhere in Sutherland, Cronulla Mall or something, and they had, like, the gold marks, which is is a jewellery store, and they're all looking at the, you know, the rings. And yeah. the, you know, I can remember doing that, like, Suzanne's and yeah. Sports Girl. And, and these brands are still around, but just seeing the old signage. Yeah, it's kind of even, like, even the know, plaza. Yeah, the plaza. Like, it's probably used to shopping plaza. Plazas rather than the mall. Yeah, yeah. it's true, like, high street shopping. Yeah. It, it, it is different. Um you know, but it's and then when, he, when the dad buys a new car, yeah. Oh god, when he buys like a Corona or something like that. <laughs> oh, for don't the ruin this for your father. I know. You know, that that's was kind of funny. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Um, On the Pizza Hut, they went to eat in at the Pizza Hut. That's and there was right. waitress service. That's right. Remember the Pizza Hut in the corner of Victoria Avenue in Chatswood? Mm. I don't remember it being waitress service. I think it wasn't buffet. I, I remember. No, before it was buffet, it was definitely. Remember the roof? They had those red. Yeah. Roof. No, no. Pizza Hut used to be a proper sit-down restaurant. restaurant. And I remember you'd order like one large pizza, and it'd be like twenty bucks, and you'd be like, "Thanks, Dad." Yeah. <laughs> Shit, that's cheap now for a large pizza. And now you order three for like. I mean, yeah. No one goes in to eat pizzas. No. <laughs> no. It's the same. I'm, and actually, no, the pizza was better. 
Uh, I remember it being hell of a lot better than it is now. Yeah, now it's obviously oh, much gosh, Yeah. It takes them five minutes to get out the door. I remember they had that ice cream machine that you'd pull the thing down, and one time I accidentally left it on, and it like swirled up everywhere. Yeah, but that was in the era where they turned it into a, more of a buffet. Buffet, yeah. Uh, I remember them doing that too, the guys on the basketball team. <laughs> we won one year and we all went to Pizza Hut yeah, and yeah. had a salad in like those fake glass bowls I remember yeah, yeah. with the Pizza croutons Hut, really. and, and then, stuff and then isn't this now it's purely delivery it right? must be it's all franchised isn't it yeah, delivery yeah and even now I've seen a few Pizza no because we always get Domino's if we're going to get that type of shit is there a Pizza Hut up here I've never seen a Pizza Hut up here the no. last one I remember was in Lane Cove were That's there Pizza Huts in America yeah I don't remember them. We always used to eat at Papa John's, get our delivery from there, but they I mean, must have been. There's more pizzeria type of places. Well. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, okay, so what makes this movie so special? Um, I think the content of this movie, the, the, the amazing writing, the fact that they really got it spot on, I think, with like the way they portrayed the kids. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, obviously the theming of the movie is dated, but I think you know, the way that kids relate to it, like teenagers relate to each other and stuff, a lot of that is still similar. And I think they, they got that right. They got mm. the dialogue right and everything. Mm. Um, you know, like even when they were like sneaking around, I'm like, oh, you know, like it just takes you back a little bit to, mm. I kind of just you know. like the nostalgia of it. Yeah, sl- it is. The slang made me laugh yeah, a lot. Yeah, the slang. Oh, like I love the slang. Like dead set dead all the set, time. Going around. Going around. Your mole. Yeah. Rack off. Yeah. Yeah. And all that's Australian slang, and, and, yeah. and I guess no one says it anymore, and obviously the nature of slang means you change it as it goes, because mm. once everyone starts saying it's not cool anymore. But I remember those words, and, and, mm. and it kind of makes me laugh, and little things like seeing brands that are no longer around, like the, mm. getting Chico Rolls. And, oh, the Chico Roll, and, yeah. And like Shelly's Lemonade and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, remember, remember? Yeah, yeah, because there's a double layer of nostalgia here. There's a nostalgia for the time and there's a nostalgia for our country, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and sort of like that time of our country. When it, when it maybe, especially with what's going on in the world right now, it seems like just an easier place to be. Well, that's what then. I might revert to if the border's going to be closed. Yeah, so you know, we'll start. Shelly's going to start producing lemonade <laughs> again. Off. Yeah, we're all going to start. But what I find is that as soon as I hear those kind of things, I automatically slip back into that, that speaking that way yeah. and, like, being that. It just takes me back. No, I wouldn't take you long. You know, <laughs> to put on that, like, just turn into that chick again, you know, so easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does not take much to send me back yeah that's right but it's, you know? it's kind of nice and nostalgic and i think that's why i like it so much um it also when i watched it it's really weird i actually watched it at my auntie ann's house oh, interesting. It was summer before i met you it would have been around 14 or 15 and and it was a maybe even easter break but she asked if i could do some painting for her and it took me like three days to paint like the lattice around her balcony <laughs> and ron was only like a baby so it would have been maybe even, i would have been even younger um but at lunchtime, she had the video, and I'd yeah. put it on and watch it. <laughs> uh, half of me, I liked it because the whole there's a lot of boobs in there. Yeah, there's a lot of boobs in there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, and a lot of sex scenes, boobs. and I was like, oh, sweet. Um, but it also resonated because I think I've been watching it more than once. Like, I watched it a few lunchtimes. Yeah. Like, over a few lunchtimes because it was like a, maybe not a two-hour movie, but yeah. I took like a 40-minute lunch break. Um, and I think I watched it twice. I'm like, you know, this is good. I'm going to watch it again. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where it sits with my nostalgia of the film and watching the film. <laughs> uh, how about you? Where did you watch it? 
don't Who's really remember. Children? I think I must have watched it because my sisters were watching it because it really is their timepiece, like mm. period, you know, because mm. they were born in 72 and 74. So they were, you know, suddenly just they grew up in the 80s. But, I mean, you know, they were, yeah. Like and I remember them talking about like the going round and all that stuff. It was mm. part of their yeah. time, Vernacular. you know. Vernacular. But then I watched it again later on and then, like I said, it was just weirdly on – I don't know where you guys were. Maybe I was doing uni work or something and I was taking a break and I was on my own and it was on. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. And it's just, yeah, I have the book somewhere too and it's a very short book. Like, and it's, you know, like I said, it's based on the author's own experiences of that time, you know, and, and, and they wanted to write it from a female perspective um, because, you know, so there really is not so much now but in that time very little, mm. you know, and it wasn't until Amy Heckling who was clueless but also originally was one of the um, writers on Fast Times at Ridgemont High where we do see the female perspective of right. sex and mm. the ensuing result of it. Mm. You know, it wasn't until she – I think she that was age 283 that we started to see more of that perspective. Mm. Did um, we – did you want to delve into that? Did you see much of that growing up? What, like – Women, <sighs> girls being forced into sex. Being forced into sex. I never saw that, thankfully. And yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that it wasn't happening. Yeah. But there were definitely was an element. I remember talking with friends about, oh, you just do it. You know, you just lie there or, you know, guys just want these, so you just do it. Like, it was never really talked about, like, a female enjoying the act. And we and you see that, not so much in the movie, but in the TV series when the mum talks to Sue about, you know, you're meant to enjoy it too. You're not just there for him, you know. But no. I can remember that as a girl. Like there was always that sort of silent acknowledgement that, yeah, you know, it's it won't be as good for you as it will be for him. You know. But it always, I mean, it's always portrayed as a rite of passage that, okay, you're going to lose your virginity and you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. But well, it's gonna, not. You're going to yeah. be part of the group. Once yeah. You do part it. of part of the club. Part yeah. Of the club. But I think, yeah, like I was lucky in that I wasn't really surrounded by men or boys really who were disrespectful, you know, like I had a lot of friends who were guys and I still do and they were always respectful. I mean, I came, don't get me wrong, I came across boys and men that were really like, you know, mm. but then, you know, you and I started going out when we were 16 and you were always so respectful and maybe that shielded me from a lot of, other experiences that other women and young girls have, yeah, you know, I mean, because I, I had a partner when I was told young. told me about stuff that's happened, and I won't repeat it, but half of me is like, how, how could this even happen? Like, because it happens. It is the female experience. Yeah. It is ongoing, I think, and it's still happening, and you see that. You see it happening on a, you know, an international known level with, like, the Me Too movement and yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, there's one scene in this film that's actually quite powerful where, where the three guys, the oh, three, yeah. three assholes in the surfing group, but they kind of trick a girl into having, having sex, sex with them. All three of them. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like disturbing. It really. is really disturbing, you know, and it's just to see this, to see a female so worthless and just, you know, and I think they talk about that. They talk about you're either a mole, you know, or you're a prude. You know, like, or you know, you're slutty or whatever, and, mm. and unless you have like a boyfriend, and then you have to put out, but you're okay because you're in a relationship. But, you know, mm. but this idea of like the Madonna and the whore, you know, it's it's females can't be a myriad of things. You're either one or the other. Mm. And I want to think that times have got gotten better and attitudes have improved. But like mm. I said, I still think that there is an element and a segment of society that still believes that. Mm. 
Like, you know, yeah, just because they can't adapt with the times. Like, obviously, I think there's I'm just so, some people. I'm so taken back that people are shocked that women are surfing. You know, like, yeah, well, that scene is really, and I said that to you. I said that the look of indignity and rage on that one particular dickhead's face, whatever his name is, that you know is one of the guys that participates in that. What is essentially a rape, really? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's incredible to me too that they're mm. so horrified and shocked that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because, but the thing is, is you know they're so used to the women just doing what they're told and pandering to them. Mm. But none of it. I don't think that the. I mean, there's elements of it, but from the examples that they have, men obviously, the dads really, I guess, ruled the roost absolutely, mm. um, and had final say what happened in their homes. But it didn't seem that it was such a, such a skew that they they portray that to their their sons. Yeah, but or was I it think, just the time of the times? I don't know. I think Debbie, you know, her mother's a school principal and. You know, that sort of commands, I guess, a certain level of respect. And I, I guess that there's some differences in, um, what's the word, like class lines as well. Yeah. You know, and so maybe the people that are, were a bit more educated or whatever were less likely to behave in that manner. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know, because Debbie, before Gary, when she has that other hideous boyfriend and the mother's like, oh, God, you know, like he was just a drongo, mm. um, you know, and... and the mother talks about how when he was at primary school he was just as bad but he had no mum around or whatever, you know. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, I think sometimes the apple does not fall far from a tree. Yeah, I mean, you only got the example you've given. Yeah. Um, okay, what's your favourite line in the movie? Mm, you know, I don't really have a favourite line. I just enjoy the dialogue yeah. <laughs> overall. I was going to say, I can't really pinpoint a yeah. favourite line that just made me laugh or, or it, just really just... stuck out. It's just, you know, like I like the end when, when they actually pick up the surfboard yeah. and they go past Frida, who is the, the girl that is coerced into that sex, and they're like, hi, Frida. You know, like they take the time out to acknowledge her and she's like, hi. Like she's so happy that these other girls have acknowledged her and spoken to her. And I think that yeah. well, that's, is, you know. that's a 360 because the very first thing is yeah, them walking past her and just completely ignoring her when yeah. she says hi to them. Yeah. So it's like, okay. They've gone through all these all these changes in the last year or two mm. years. So I'd say it's about a year. I think it's about a year, yeah. Um, and yeah, now they've kind of changed, and now that they're like, you know, we're in it for women, and we're going to stick up for Frida. Yeah. Even though she's, you know, gullible and and vulnerable. Um, the other topic I guess we should talk about is the drug scenes. And stuff like yeah, that. that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Because um, they drink a lot and then there's obviously a bit of weed, but then when we see Debbie's boyfriend, Gary, move on to harder stuff, like there's cocaine and there's heroin, you know, and, and most of the other kids are like, nah, you know, like I'm not I'm not interested. Yeah. And he obviously overdoses, which is different to the TV series because he does take drugs, but he doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas in the movie he does um, mm-hmm. and the book too. And the book ending, actually, she, she, because she's based these on real people, she talks about some of them that did have overdoses and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. I mean, heroin was pretty big in the 80s problem, wasn't it, in Australia? 70s, 80s. Um, you know, and it's a bit shocking for me to picture a 16 or a 17-year-old taking a hit of heroin. Yeah, it is a bit. You know, like it's really shocking. Mm. And, you know, you see that in the other surfers. They're like, oh, he doesn't surf much doesn't anymore. Surf much like anymore, he's yeah. lost interest, and which I imagine is a fairly expected sort of path if you're going down that 
drug route, that heavy, mm. you know, mm. hard drugs. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, I guess the arc of that story then shows you back into surfy culture because then you have the, the surfy funeral. Yeah, which I thought was kind of where cool. they do the pyre and all that, and yeah. they send it out to see the board and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, and again, it's yeah that subculture of you know they respect. And he says that no one uses the beach for two days, you know. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah. The respect of the sea, sea or the, yeah. the laws of service. And, you know, mm. I'm not really a surfer by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I told you the story before that. Laying peachly. I'm like the only Australian who can't get up on a surfboard. I've never tried. I'd love to, but I'm so afraid of getting eaten by a shark that I can't do it. I ain't really much. No, no, no. Let's face it. Like we've said, if anyone's going to get COVID-19, it's mm. going to be me. If anyone's going to get eaten by a shark, it's going to be me. Well, yeah, I guess in my story, if anyone's not going to be learn how to surf with Lane Beachley as a teacher, it's going to be me. Australia's greatest female <laughs> surfer. surfer. Maybe the greatest Irish. surfer, yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Um, so, favourite scene? I mean, that was a nice scene, that, that surfing scene. But I really love the end. The end scene is probably my favourite scene, but for comedic relief, I really enjoy the fight scene Damn between it, the lifeguards and the surfers. And there's your chick with just her boobs out, and, yeah, you know. Just with the boobs and out. and they, got, they got the biggest smudging, uh, budgie smugglers you've ever seen in your yeah. life. The and bloody. The, the lifeguards. Lifeguards, hell's bells, you know. Even like. Uh, even seeing people surfing budgie smugglers made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like just budgie smugglers. And that's like now everyone's like all wet suited up and with the nicest boards back there. But there. they're very short shorts, even the board shorts, aren't they? Yeah. You know, and again, it's a sign of the times. It's, you know. Yeah. Um, which can I just say the short sleeved collared shirts with the ties on the car on salesman. On the car salesman, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that, worked, that look never worked. Nah, work he, he looked like a yeah. serial killer. I am yeah. sorry, but if yeah. you're going to wear that, you'll look like bloody, um, you yeah. know, BTK. Yeah, that, torture fight, kill. that fight scene was hilarious. It is so funny. The whole life. Oh, fat lip, eh? And like <laughs> as if a bunch of 16-year-olds would actually be able to stick up to lifeguards. Like, the lifeguards will beat them senseless. I know. And how many lifeguards on that beach? There's like 20. I know. I don't know about you, but maybe the funding was a bit better back then. Bloody oh, hell. Vol- they're voluntary, aren't they? <laughs> Volunteers. Um, but yeah, that scene goes but for you know what? It is a bit That's Hill funny. Life. Like if we're going to link that to something serious, you think about the Cronulla riots when they had that, it all yeah. blew up because, you know, they had their, we're the beach, we own the beach, bah, you know, yeah. without delving into Well, I do want to you know. talk on that because and I think we jump on it, but the setting is Cronulla mm. and, and the Cronulla, I guess Cronulla is synonymous with Cronulla riots. Obviously long time after the puberty blues, but, yeah. but potentially, um, well, it's the TV show, isn't it, where she's like, rack off back to Bankstown, you wog. Like, it's really, you know. Well, even at the start, they say something along the lines of, oh, we don't go to South Cronulla because that's where all the, 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 dro- the, dro- the drone goes from. from The western m- suburbs. Yeah, yeah. Miranda and Bankstown go from. Yeah. And they don't stay wogs. Yeah. But that's what they mean. That's what they mean, and yeah. And then they go, and then mid Cronulla is here, but we all got, all the locals got North to. North Cronulla. North Cronulla. Yeah. And it's kind of even. Uh, divide between the three parts the of the beach. Look, I'll be honest, I don't know anything about the area. I have been there. I can count on the number of my hand, one hand. Yeah. Um, the Shire, all I know is that Scott Morrison is from there, so I would prefer not to go there. Look, it's, you know, um, um, people but, call it the God's country. And no, I don't believe that. That's <laughs> that. All I know is that big bridge to get there. Like, yeah, And maybe for us, bridge. it was coming from the North Shore, you know, there was sort of that, like, yeah, oh, look, you're from I the Shire. Look, we had friends living in the area and and I think they probably can relate to this movie more than we can. Yeah. Um, and maybe, 
And from memory, maybe their attitudes towards that rite of passage mm. is probably more so than we kind of experience. Well, I'm just wondering if our friends from the northern beaches have a like there's a similar a surfy culture. I was going to say like when I was year seven, year eight, I used to hang out with a few more people from the northern beaches. Yeah. And one of the things that people used to ask were like the Insular Peninsula. Where <laughs> and they call the Shire Insular Peninsula as well. But they people used to ask, are you a surfy or a homie? Yes, I remember that so much. And I'm like, huh? Yeah, I remember and that too. obviously I'm a homie because, you know, that's how I roll. <laughs> it's true though. I remember being asked that. <laughs> are you a surfy or a bomber? Remember or a bomber. bomber. And that's I was like, right. fuck, man, I don't know. I don't think yeah. I'm either. I'm just me. Yeah, I knew a few you bombers, know? especially from the Camaray area. <laughs> Camaray. But yeah, I know. But I remembered like, like I worked on the tip of like the beginning of the northern beaches and it was a whole thing. I'm going to go to Manly, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I fucking hate Manly. I'm sorry to all my friends. I love you, but I hate Manly. Keep in mind we met in Manly. Yeah, we did meet in Manly. But as North Sydney Bears fans, we, you know. Can't like it. Um, but, you know, it is a real insular peninsula that I don't like to leave. And I just think maybe the Shire is a similar thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. But it's funny because we ended up on the coast, so there's a there's a, a, a chance that our children may in fact become surfers. Well, we're talk, we've talked about do we send them to to be grommets? What's that? To do um, like oh oh what's it called? Grommets. No, not grommets. Um, nippers. Nippers. Grommets. Sorry, grommets are little surfers. Right. Okay. Yeah, nippers. Well, I kind of thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And it's a real thing up here, and it's like, do you choose a vodka? You know, or do you go your minor? Like it's like oh, I like you to know, go your minor. We're closer to your minor. <laughs> true. You know, and I couldn't give it to you shits. Like I don't oh, care. You I know, think the but the kids then had a resuscitate anyone. Evoca, yeah. Um, is there anything that wouldn't fly today? Well, I think you know you want to hope that a lot of the treatment of females, in particular, in this film, um, wouldn't fly. Wouldn't fly. But again, we just you just don't Calling know. Woman a mole because they want to serve. Yeah, I know. But then in saying that. Um, I don't think, you know, I mean, there is sexist language and whatnot, Mm. um, but I think that there's nothing in there that would be super offensive. Mm. Just the whole theme is really offensive as a female. Mm. But that's the point of the movie, is it Mm. not? Mm. Is to say, look at this is what my experience, because it is, like I said, the author's experience, Mm. you know. Um, So, no, I don't... this movie is an important movie and I think it would be a movie, a really good movie to show your kids or our kids when they're teenagers, mm. you know? I mean, I'm probably one of them seeing the sex scenes. A lot of it's pretty... Yeah, but you know... Graphic, but just... Not when they're kids, but when they're teenagers, I mean, hell, you know? Well, I don't know. Like, I don't think anyone's first sexual experience should be in the back of a panel van. No, that's not true. I mean, sorry, that's true. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens, to, yeah. of course, you but, know. But, but. You're not going to talk about settings for that sort of behaviour, are we? No, not in the back of a bloody... I mean, there's no drive-thrus anymore, so at least we're good on that. <laughs> on that oh, your friends in the front. Like, oh, oh, that's no, gross. gross. I know, yeah, like, it's gross. I know. Yeah. And then trying to find Vaso. Oh, you're right. You can't, they can't use that as a lubricant. It's supposed to be water-based. Vaseline's not... Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Anyway. Anyway, so I guess your point, and to my next question, is will millennials get it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because this is the experience of their parents. Well, this is, I mean, you've you kind know? of brought some of the things back from Breakfast Club about the different, um, the cool groups and stuff like mm. that. 
Um, so maybe this is Australia's breakfast club. It kind of is in a way. I mean, it is definitely high school and it's definitely, mm. you, know, you know, our whole Pitkin High School thing doing movies about high school. And I guess this, this is the first Australian film that we review. Um, and yes, it resonates a little bit more to us. Culturally. Culturally. Yeah, definitely. But it's not the breakfast club. Nothing is the breakfast club. Oh, no. Club. I just to mean me, there's a few you know... similar themes and obviously there's not suicide, but there's definitely death. Yeah, well, there is death with the overdose. Um... There's drugs. Mm. There's sex. Yeah, it's there's, true. There's, um, and I think, you know, like, especially parents back then. So, like, when um, Debbie gets stoned and she's, like, laughing and the mother's like, I don't know. She's like, there was incense, you know. She's like, I don't know what's gone into that girl. I'm like, for fuck's sake, you really not know. And I think mm. some parents and some parents today, they just don't want to know, you mm. know. And so they mm. turn a blind eye to this sort of behaviour mm. because they it's just don't want to think, you know. It, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> just, you know. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, let's talk about the soundtrack. Yeah, well, that's a bit funny, isn't it's it? That catchy ass song, that Puberty Blues song, is so catchy. Yeah. It's been in my head for the last few days. Yeah. Um, and it's a pretty terrible song, really. That's horrible. But it was written by Tim Finn. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, and performed by. What's his name? How old would he have been then? Pretty young, right? Like, so. I think Crowded, obviously Crowded House is around I fucking love Crowded House. And where were they before? Before that, Enzo, no, Enzo. What were they before? I don't know, I don't remember. But obviously, illustrious careers in rock and roll. Yeah. Um, had that infamous concert at Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I love Crowded House. And, um, and. They're an international success. Well, if you call going from New Zealand to Australia international success, no, but they were they were successful in America. Were they? They're uh, a great band. But yeah, great songs, very iconic yeah. songs, and and this is one of the I guess Tim Finn, not Neil Finn, but Tim Finn's wrote it, and someone oh, I forget the name who's the woman who sang it, but she's quite well known too. At least she was in the nineties, eighties, nineties. But yeah, not that many songs, but but another eighties element of a song written for the. Oh, yeah, 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 You know, exactly. the theme a title, song. A title yeah. song. Yeah. Which is, we, we kind of like and we kind of um, yeah, reference. It's a, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so how, what do you give this film out of 10? Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm seeing an 8.5. Wow. 8.5. It's an, an Australian film. It's a very good Australian film. It's, like I said, it, they have done, the, and, and this is to the author's credit, yeah. the dialogue, the vernacular, they got it right, you know. Mm. It wasn't like naff pretending to be teenagers, like when they just don't get it. This was, well, I you think know. Half of the, and I, I could be wrong, but half of the appeal um, of why I think it was so good is that I think they just got people from the area to play themselves. Yeah, well, that's it. It feels like that. It feels like these kids are just living their lives, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and obviously, what's the, the lead actor, Nell, something or other, like she's obviously an actress, but it, it does just feel like you're, yeah. Mm, you know, mm. it's you very watch, natural. It's like you're watching a documentary. Yeah, it does. It, it does. You're right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because a documentary, what, what was the first reality show? Sylvanian Waters. Sylvanian Waters. <laughs> that area. Yeah, it pretty Everybody much was like, What's that beach? It's beautiful. Oh, Sylvanian Waters. Okay, I'm not going there. Why Bay. <laughs> oh, no, it's, a, it's an affluent area, Sylvanian Yeah, I know Waters. that, but yeah. it's like cashed up bogans, right? Oh, look, I can't comment on that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It could be odd money, but. Who knows? Who knows? It's... I just remember that show was terrible, wasn't it? Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I probably will give it a seven and a half. It's one of the better Australian films from that mm. time. 
uh, from the 80s, like that, Mad Max. Oh, Mad um, Max. What else is good in the 80s? Um, the delinquents. the delinquents? No, what no, was the other one? one? BMX Bandits. BMX Terrible. Bandits, <laughs> which we definitely have to review. Oh, boy. Um, and I have a reason for that. And y- y- some of those movies are just, they're just essentially Australian 80s yeah. good films. Um, and this is one of them. Yeah, it's a good it's a There's not many. No. But this is it's one worth of them. a watch if you've got the time. This, yeah. this one is a. Australians, you'd be know. able to find it on Foxtel, but um, overseas friends, I don't know how you'll find it. <laughs> um, but if you find it, give it a look because it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Um, cool. I guess that's us for today. Yeah. Um, if you want to ask us a question, if you want to review us or. Or um, give us an idea of what you want us to review next. Mm-hmm. How will you contact us? You can come on to drop onto Instagram at the uh, peaked the peaked pod. Yes. Um, or you can email us at the peaked pod at hotmail.com. Um, I hope everyone is staying. Stay home, Australia, and yeah. everybody this Easter weekend. Yes, everybody. The bunny the world, will come really. to you. We don't. The, the bunny's still going to make these. Bun- the bunny's going to come. He's coming to our house. But like we. Obviously, in Australia, are seeing not so rapid growth now, but I have this feeling that this weekend we're either going to fuck it up or it's going to be good. Because mm. if people don't listen this weekend, well, they fucking listen. If anyone, no one, please don't come up to the Central Coast. You're not welcome. You're welcome any other time. You're just not welcome this weekend. Not this weekend. Not this weekend. If I see you, I'm going to dog you in. Maybe not next weekend. <laughs> yeah, just give it a few months, but then you know you can come back. No All worries. Right, cool. um, <laughs> Take care. Subscribe. Uh, share and yeah. like and uh, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. So say good night to the bad guy. Yeah, I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe?